Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG diet coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. Hey guys, this is Colin F. Watson, the 8CG Diet Coach, and coming to you live from Hermosa Beach, California. Also simulcasting on Google Hangouts. I'm starting to, this is my second Google Hangout, um, but I'm digging the, uh, digging the concept and the technology because I would spend probably two hours um, recording my shows with my camera and then rendering them, processing them through iMovie, and then uploading them to YouTube. It would take quite some time. So this does it. All for me, and you guys can join me and hang out live and just sit in the background and chill in your house or on your cell phone, or uh, which is very, very cool. I also have it going on on my blog talk radio channel. No no guests here today, so I can't do a sound check, so I'm just going to have to assume you can hear me clearly. And, uh, you know, sometimes I put talk- topics up, and it'll either inspire people to check in, sometimes it doesn't. And this one, you know, it says why is timing is why timing is everything when it comes to HCD success. And people don't realize that actually the stuff I'm going to talk about here in this show is actually pretty powerful. So the good good news is if you miss it live, you can always play it back um, either through my podcast, through iTunes, or you now you can come to YouTube and check it out as well. So it's kind of um, very cool. Love the technology. Um, what made me think of this particular topic is because you know I talked to I talked to thousands of people, you know, throughout the year. And uh, throughout the week, <laughs> I can tell you the number. I've talked to a lot of people. And, um, you know, you, you have completely different um, attitudes on how the protocol is going from different people. And you kind of wonder why. So one person is saying, this is the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. I don't know why anybody would think this is challenging. I've never lost weight this easy or this fast. Um, I don't find it challenging at all. I'm not hungry. I have no cravings. I'm just it's just amazing. And then you have other people that are struggling and they're having to become almost, a, almost the, the polar opposite conversation um, or to whereby they're hungry or they're, they're stressed or they can't do it or they can't follow it, it's too strict, whatever the case may be. So I started analyzing by asking questions, analyzing what was the mindset of the people that were either having a very easy time of it and those who were having a very challenging time of it. And it came, it was a pretty distinctive, uh, almost black and white um, that 
depending on the story that they told me, depending on the time that they were actually attempting the protocol, um, that the timing had a, a great deal to do, do with it. And also, what I mean by timing is actually, it's almost like divine timing as well. It's, it's, it's basically having your desires and your power of intention come together in a, in a space where you know it's the time. This is the time for you. And that can come from you know a place of despair, like me, being in my closet, sobbing because I can't fit into my clothes. It can be any aha moment that any one of you had, it can be deadlines that you put in front of your in front of yourself in order for you to, you know, kind of give yourself, you know, box yourself into a corner. Some people think that type of motivation um, works, and it does work. I mean, I, I I do that often myself. However, you have to be careful that that, that if that motivation somehow um, goes away, or if it changes, or the deadline changes, does your entire plan of action change? And so. What I want to talk about briefly here today, and it won't be a long show, um, but uh, hopefully it'll be powerful, powerful insight into you and when it, are you ready, um, ready to actually lose the weight? Is it is this the divine time or the or the right time for you? Now we all have signs of if it's time for us to lose weight, and those are the obvious signs. Obviously, like for me, couldn't fit into my clothes. You know, my heart stopping. You know, I'm breathing, stop breathing. You know, 80, 90 times a night with sleep apnea. You know, my blood sugar levels are now, you know, bouncing out of control. I don't feel good. I, my skin doesn't look good. Athletically, <clears throat> it's an effort to try and jog anywhere. Um, you know, that's kind of my story back then. And and so the, the writing was on the wall that, was, that I needed to lose weight. And I wasn't someone who, who just kind of wasn't actively trying. I mean, um, if you know my story, I tried a lot of stuff, and I was really frustrated. And I think that's why I'm so dedicated to um, – promoting this protocol because there's so much stuff out there that comes with all the hype and all the story and it gets you excited and motivated and nothing is worse than getting excited about something, putting your time and effort and money into it, starting it and then finding out very quickly that it's just another dead end. Um, and that was with me, with many of the popular diets out there that uh, over the years that I, that I tried, and some out of just because I thought they made sense, some because popularity, people said they made sense, and some I was just curious. So this one particular, this particular protocol, which I had all, I had all the doubt in the world that it wouldn't work, shocked me. And, uh, and I can tell you that my attitude towards it, because like I said, my timing was I'm done. I'm in my closet. I can't fit into my clothes. I just need to get back into my clothes. I don't want to. I want. I don't want the humiliation again. So for me, you know, some of us are driven by pain or pleasure. You know, the, to avoid pain or to seek pleasure. Well, to me, the avoiding the pain was being going back into that closet every single day, and trying to put on clothes that didn't fit, um, or having to really constantly say, okay, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to the store and buy bigger clothes to, so I, cause I can fit in to make myself feel better, which obviously didn't make me feel better, made me feel worse. So I basically. You know, that I had the perfect storm, at least to get me to start looking for something, finding something, and even in my own skepticism, trying something new because my desperation level was so flipping high that I think I'm going to give it a shot. Now, for me, I had a very different attitude because I, I basically, because I came from scam heaven, from basically trying every weight loss system that was out there that promised great results and gave me pretty much limited to no results, um, I assumed this would be the same, but the, the the different mentality that I took, and it was because I was just so damn pissed off, I told myself that I wasn't going to cheat or deviate from this plan that was laid out for me so I wouldn't have any excuses to come back and point the finger at the author 
and say that they were full of shit. And so, <laughs> so literally my plan backfired, but it backfired in a good way. But because I took that attitude, even though my attitude was based on negativity and, and, and um, scarcity and basically just uh, believe this thing that was all bull, bull crap, um, I decided that I was going to teach them a lesson by not cheating so I can come back and tell them they were full of crap when it didn't work. And by, and by doing that, the backfire was it worked exceptionally well, and I lost what, 30, uh, 47 pounds, 43 pounds in 37 days. So <laughs> that was my first uh, try at this situation. But this, so when I get back to the topic about um, timing, is that a lot of people – kind of get in there, get the idea or the, the new inspiration or um, or I would say the new motivation, not motivation to lose weight, and all of a sudden they say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and lose weight. I'm going to get this diet. I'm going to start. And they have no plan of action. They have no real pain threshold at that particular moment. Not everybody. I'm talking about the people that are struggling. And we'll talk about, I'll talk about the people who have success later, but I'll talk about the people who are struggling now. <laughs> so you find yourself struggling, and, with, and let me give you some examples of what struggling looks like. Starting the protocol and cheating every three days. Starting the protocol, then stopping. <clears throat> then stopping for the weekend to go hang out with your girlfriends and start again. Um, find yourself having really lackluster numbers in your conversation. Is this just not working for me like it did the first time? And then, you know, I'm only, I'm only and if you have the word only in front of something, it means you're struggling. You're, you're in lack. You're living in lack, Right. Only losing a quarter pound a day, and it's, I used to lose a pound a day. Where it says you're supposed to lose two pounds a day, I'm below the, I'm below the minimum or you know the minimum threshold here. Um, you just constantly find yourself that, that, that every day is a chore while you're on this protocol. Every day is a is just a challenge. Uh, if it's not if it's not your weight loss, it's your your constipation. If it's not your constipation, it's your inches are not moving. If it's something, just think of it. If you can just hear yourself having this mantra. Of dun na nun na nun na nun na nun, that pretty much means you're struggling. That pretty much means you're probably not in that divine timing space that you need to be to have the highest level of success. <clears throat> now you have those people that are going, they're just fired up, they're glowing when they walk into their office or wherever they go, and it's not that they've lost. 50 pounds. They may have only lost five or ten the first week, but they're in the zone. They mentally are they're up every morning preparing their foods or the night before preparing their foods, making sure they're measuring. They're jotting down what they're eating. They're, they're active. Their actions are all in. In other words, they're, everything they're doing, they're doing precisely as, been, as they were told to do. It doesn't come into their mind when they're in the zone, when they're in the right space and time. It doesn't come to their mind, well, I wonder if I can eat this and why I can't eat that. And I wonder if I can do this and wonder if I can't do that. Why can't, why I can only have apples and, and strawberries and grapefruits and why can't I have oranges and mangoes? You know, they don't have that conversation. They basically have a conversation because they're in the right space and time. They're in, they're in, they're in the zone, if you will. So I want to talk about these two places because if you're in either one of those places, you know what I'm talking about. And it doesn't make you, a, you know, a piece of crap if your if your timing is off. This is just a, this is just let you to kind of let yourself get 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 you let you off the hook, let yourself off the hook, and give yourself some grace and give yourself some love and realize you're not you know you're not a piece of crap because you can't seem to follow this protocol. You just basically started the protocol or put yourself in a position that you weren't ready for or you did not prepare for. And that's do you everyone gets a do over. So really how do you how do you kind of uh how do you kind of do over and get yourself in that mindset? We'll talk about that in a little bit. I'll give myself a note. Talk about that we'll talk about mindset, getting into the mindset. Um 
But if you find yourself in the situation where you're struggling, you kind of have to stop and do some inventory. And you kind of have to stop and be willing to do the work. See, there's there's a reason why. There's a reason why that even when you get one of our kits, you get the materials before you get the 8CG. There's a reason for it. <laughs> you may think it's because the ACG is coming from such a further distance than the kits. True. But we could have them come together or come within a couple of days and just hold it, just barely holding up the shipping of it until, until you know, for five days until the ACG kind of hit, hit the country at the same time and then send it out. But I do that because I want you to start digging into the information and start getting into the belief system that finally something you're going to you're going to take on is going to actually work for you, and and you get into the mindset. That's why I told you in my previous last couple of shows, plug into the podcast, start listening to the podcast way before it's time for you to start the protocol because not only are you filled with knowledge and information, inspiration. Tons of feedback and testimonials from other people that have had great success, which gives you, you know, agreement psychologically, emotionally. But there's a thing when you know something, when you have a knowing about something and you take an and you, you proceed towards it versus a doubting um, mentality towards it, your attitude could be completely different, and one or the other can make it more powerful for you. Um, there's a, there's also a reason why um, reason why I tell people that when they're when they're upset because their kid hasn't got to them in time and they were expecting it in seven days and it's taken fourteen days, whatever the case may be. You know, we say ten to fourteen business days. The majority get there in ten, but sometimes they're delayed or sometimes they get lost or whatever the case may be and they're upset. And my and my response, even though it may not be the response they want to hear, obviously it's apologize, we'll get it out to you by the way, but I really want them to know that it is that is a perfect and divine time for you to realize that the longer you have to wait now, the more you have to focus on getting started on this protocol. The universe is just giving you a present. It's giving you a gift that now you're going to be more excited, more more in, um, intent on following the way, way it needs to be done. And, and that delay is actually going to pay off for you once you start the protocol. Uh, it happens every single time. It does. And so I'm telling you from experience that there is a divine timing to everything. And you can actually flip the switch to it. You can actually create that space if you want, and sometimes it has to create it has to create on its own and when it's when it's its most powerful now you know I say that all of us will come across a time in our lives where we're going to have that w t f moment where you stop and look in the mirror or something happens or your child says something to you about your weight or your husband says something about your weight or you say something to yourself about your weight or you said that moment where it just it's just where you kind of go what the f just what happened in my life here. And it could be, you know, it could be an embarrassing moment. It can just be a painful moment. It could be, you know, you know, you know, your knees or your body just aching beyond repair. It could be getting on an airplane and finding yourself being the biggest person on this in the in the seat, in the row. It could be, you know, as simple as my moment, which didn't seem so simple at the time, but literally when nothing suddenly fit in my closet and I was like going, How is it possible that something clothes that I wore Friday to my office on Monday, they don't work. They don't fit. That's absolutely impossible, but it wasn't impossible. And and if, and if I could have filmed, you know, if I'd have known what I'd be doing today and there was a hidden camera in my closet, I think it would have been probably the funniest, but then again, one of the saddest moments you would have witnessed on any given person because my shock and awe that I really could not get the clothes either to fit or they were so tight and uncomfortable that I was embarrassed to wear them that I was going, how is it possible I just blew up out of my clothes in, 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 in a 72-hour period? And now you know if anybody knows if you know what loading even if you even if you loaded 
or even if you eat a bunch of sugar and carbs, you can see how your body can just expand and swell. Well, mine did that. Before I even knew anything about weight loss and body and your body and how your body reacts to foods and that kind of stuff, and I was just that guy eating crap, I didn't realize you could just literally swell yourself out of your clothes in a very short period of time. <clears throat> but that was a divine moment for me. That was the perfect timing for me in order for me to make the shift that I need to do something. So this is a, this this conversation is about where are you at your point in time in your life or in this protocol, and are you having an easy time or are you having a hard time? If you have an easy time, then you already know you're in the zone. There's really, there's really you just continue to do what you're doing, continue being blessed and grateful that you're in that zone, and you keep more moving forward towards your goal. But obviously, the, this conversation is for those of you that may not may not be having an easy time of it, maybe having more of a challenging time than you ever expected, or maybe having a more challenging time than you did the first couple times around. If you heard some of my previous podcasts, there's scientific reasons for that, but there's also emotional and mental reasons for that. So let's talk about that. Expectations are are great. Um, having no expectations are, is, is always better. But if you've already done the protocol before, and um, I'm going to turn my phone off, but for whatever reason, it is just buzzing every five seconds, and it's very distracting. And, and you think uh, people know I have my show this time, so I can't talk. But unless you can't hear me, and that's why you're buzzing me. But if you get, I got some people on the line here real quick. So while you're on the on those of you who are on the radio show line, uh, hit one on your phone and just throw your hand up. Make sure you can't hear me, and we're just talking along. Just press one on your phone, throw your hand up real quick, and then press one again, and throw it down. There you go, perfect. All right, thank you guys. So, um, so what? So how we're not in the zone? So anyway, if you're struggling, then you start you start looking at the inventory. What's going on with you? What made you decide to do the protocol? Um, you know, is it because summer's coming and you, and you want to get into that bikini or board short weather? Is it because you got a wedding to go to or a family reunion, or or is it because you just thought it'd be time for you to try to you wanted to lose weight but you weren't really serious? I mean, these things matter, so you have to start to figure out where your pain threshold is, where your pain or pleasure, whatever 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 controls you. We all we all at one time of our lives or another, or even on a daily basis, are controlled either by our our, our, our need to avoid pain. Or, 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 or to be able to actually seek something that's pleasurable. So for me, at this day, day and age, for me, every time I go in my closet, I can literally pick now. And I wasn't, it wasn't so true, you know, a month or so ago. <laughs> was it a couple months ago? It wasn't so true that I could go to any pair of jeans in my closet, and they're all the same size, but they're different cut. And so some are slimmer than others, and that means so if I'm not at my goal weight, you know, a, a slight three, five pound, you know, gain will make a comfortable pair of jeans snug and then a 10 pound gain will make a comfortable pair of jeans tight to where now they've got shifted to the back of the closet because I don't want that is not pleasurable for me to put on the pants and have them stay tight all day long now we all have pairs of jeans put them on tight and by you know within an hour they're sagging off your behind but I'm talking about the ones that start tight and because they're so snug they don't ever get any more they don't get any more comfortable as the day goes on so that those those jeans will end up sliding to the back of the closet as your weight fluctuates, and then when you get it back under control, you go back to those go-to dreams. Well, I'm in the I'm in the, I'm in the space right now where I'm I'm in my well and within my my weight my body weight supposed to be actually I'm about four pounds under my body weight supposed to be, so I can go to any pair of jeans in my closet and pull them out, and I have that's a, that to me that brings pleasure to me because I can just grin and I can pick any one of them, and I know they're either going to be perfectly fitting or they may be even a little on the on the loose side, not baggy, but you know what I'm talking about. They're just comfortable, beyond comfortable. Um, that brings me pe- pleasure, as I just kind of said. The opposite of that 
if I'm five, if I'm carrying ten pounds outside of my weight set point, now I've just eliminated maybe, you know, five or seven pairs of jeans out of my fifty. I do have, I got a lot. I'm a jean shoe and sunglass addict. So, so uh, you know, so then I know that I got some, I got some work to do. So for you guys, it may be something different, but you still have to figure out what your pain, what your pain factor is. So if your pain factor is that you know there's someone in your life that's making you know, comments about your weight, which I don't agree with doing. It's not cool, but there, we we all live in a world that there's always somebody has something to say. Um, or if you're making or you're having those negative conversations with yourself, which are which to me are the most painful or most powerful negative influence in your life. If you're walking by a mirror and you're saying something pretty nasty about yourself, which is something I used to do all the time when I wasn't feeling good about myself, um, things you would not say to your kids or your friends, but you say to yourself, then you know it's time. But you also have to be able to write, take the, be willing to do the work and write down what is the pain that's, that your weight is causing you and really narrow it down and make it personal. See, people really don't think that they need to do anything but, but order our stuff, open the box, follow the instructions, and voila, there you are. In most cases, if you're in the right space and time where you're supposed to be, that is pretty much a given. I pretty much say that this is this is a 99% success rate on this. And I think it has a 100% success rate. The 97% success rate is the 3% lacking is basically those who are actually in it to win it or to do it, and those who are just trying it out and really not committed to losing weight. Um, but ultimately, I think it's 100% success rate if you actually just follow the plan. But where people fall short is about this conversation. Is about are you ready? Are you emotionally ready to take this challenge? Because it's going to bring up a lot of things. A lot of your pain, a lot of your a lot of your um, triggers are going to be triggered within the first week of this process, and and it will be triggered along the process. And so, if you're not mentally in the game, you're going to find reasons to get out of the game. And so that's why I'm talking to you about this because you may not have taken time to say, hmm, I wonder if I'm in the game or not. Now there is there's enthusiasm, guys. We all have enthusiasm. Well, yeah, I'm ready to trust me. I, I coach a lot of people. I get them on the phone for that first call, and they're like, oh, I'm so fired up. I'm ready to go. Blah 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 blah. And I start asking the what if questions. Or what do you got planned in uh, in your in your week? Or what do you got planned in the next month? What's what's coming up next? three months because do you know that given the weight you're going to be on, you're actually going to be on one phase or another in this protocol for the next 90 days. That's taking you into the first part of summer. What you got planned? Oh, well, I'm going to trip to Hawaii. Well, what are you going to do about that? Oh, well, I haven't given it a thought. Or I have a family reunion. Or I have this or I have that. Or I got a wedding or I got a this or that. And all of a sudden, they start backpedaling because they haven't given it any thought. So you can have all the enthusiasm in the world, but without the right timing and the right power of intention, you may have some problems. So let's keep going back to that mantra. So you have to do the. We have to be willing to do the work. So if you are struggling right now in the protocol, if you're finding yourself to a point where you are either cheating, going off protocol every few days, you are finding yourself in the space of disgruntlement. That means you're not happy with your numbers, your inches, or any aspect of your weight loss protocol. That's mental attitude. That's not the protocol. You know, I have a lot of people that want to. Suddenly go, I'm not losing any weight. It must be this ACG. I'm not losing any weight. It must be. And, it, and very few people take personal responsibility for what possibly can be going wrong. And so reason why the inventory is important because it kind of makes you narrow down really if you're in the, if you're, if you really have, if you really have skin in the game and you don't. So you're writing down, you know what? Me being at the weight I am today makes me feel, and you start giving me some adjectives of what it makes you feel like. Okay. Um, 
And usually those adjectives, you're not if you're not the, at the in the body of your life, those adjectives are not going to be really pleasant. And I want you to be extremely personal. I mean, we're not talking about this is your list. It's not for the public. This is this is this is going to kind of tell you and show you how you feel about you and where you are. And so you start using these adjectives, and and then you you know um, you know basically what am I what what limitations do I have because I'm in the way that I'm in. You know, what are those things? You know, am I not really spending time with my kids? I can't go to the park and play with them. I can't run if I wanted to run. My body hurts. You know, I don't feel sexy. I definitely go to bed with freaking clothes on, and I wake up with clothes on, and no one ever sees me naked. You know, I mean, that to me was a powerful part of my journey. You know what? That's why I wrote the, the name of my book, How to Feel Good Naked in 26 Days, was not some, you know, um, theatrical cliche of, an, of a title is because that was my sole quest. That wasn't about my wife, how my wife perceived me, because amazing as she is, she loves me no matter what I look like. And I think that's, that, that's the human flaw or the human blessing, I don't know. But for me personally, if I can't feel good naked, then I, then I hold back who I am with her and vice versa, therefore, we, we're missing out on a relationship. We're missing out on the intimacy of a relationship. So I wanted to feel good naked. I wanted to be able to get out of the chair, look in the mirror, and go, wow. That's what I wanted, okay? And, and if I find myself where I don't go, wow, I, I check myself. So you got to do the you got to do the inventory. You got to be willing to do the inventory. And if you're not willing to do the inventory, if you listen to this right now, I'm not going to do that. I don't feel like that. I don't need to do that. I know what I'm – if you're not willing to do this little task I'm talking about, that tells me – you're not in the zone because people in the zone are willing to do anything and everything they're supposed to do. I'm telling you, the people that have the highest level of success, but the people that have the highest level of success in coaching, coaching clients for me, tell me what to do and I'll do it and I'll check back next week. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Not, well, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? Can I do that? What about this? What about that? No, tell me, what, okay, I'll do that. Just that, nothing else but that. And that's the approach that I take. And anything that I want to learn that somebody knows better than me, I literally humble myself and tell me what you want me to do. And they give me a task, and I do the task. And I come back and say, what else do you want me to do? And I do the task. And, I, and next thing you know, by doing all those tasks, it's almost like the wax on, wax off. If you watch Karate Kid, ultimately you don't realize that you're learning the fundamentals of something powerful that you want to know. You don't realize you're learning the fundamentals right now by following phase one and two and three and four that you're learning, learn, you learn it quickly that you can get rid of, you can get really sick of eating a bunch of crap and it doesn't feel good, doesn't make you feel good. And you get to physically feel what it does to your body. You have to pay attention for 48 hours and watch how it makes your ankles and your face and every part of your body swell, how you feel sick and nauseous, how you feel just dizzy from all of the garbage you put in your sense, how you, look, you feel lethargic, you want to go to sleep. And all of a sudden that sugar doesn't taste good anymore. You don't realize every day that when you're when you're just eating the crap and just going about your life you don't realize that but 48 hours you get to accentuate it in such a way that you suddenly get to pay attention if you are paying attention and realize you can get pretty sick of eating all the stuff you thought you couldn't live without you could have to have you could you realize you can get finally sick of it and you realize what it does to your body and how horrible it feels then you and for then for 30 40 60 or 100 days with however long it takes you 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 realize that guess what your blood sugar stabilizes, your cholesterol stabilizes, your you feel good, you have energy, you're eating real food, you're eating clean, small, normal portions, not restaurant portions. You have the energy to exercise and walk, and you feel fantastic, and your skin looks good, you're not breaking out. And all of a sudden, what? Real food at the right time and the right portion makes you feel better? Wow, that's pretty much a huge, huge information. Not everybody gets that. 
Some of you just go through the motions, don't even get that. Then you go to phase three and you go, wow, can I really control my weight? Hmm, I'm supposed to eat, my, increase my calories and eat certain foods and not have any sugar and starch, but I can make, can I really, can I really, do I really have the power to lock into my, lock in my weight and control it at any given time so it doesn't go up or down more than two pounds? Can I really do that? So for three weeks, you're eating foods and you're watching the scale and you're watching the dance your body's doing. And guess what? You're watching your body stabilize and pretty soon it just sticks there and it doesn't even move anymore. And you go, wow, my weight's pretty much locked in. Then you go to phase four and you go, oh, I got to go back to real life. But can I make real life on my terms or do I have to go back to being a junkie? And then you have a choice. You go, okay, well, based on what I learned, if you're following our phase four, I learned that these food groups right here, me and them get along really, really well. And guess what? These food groups over here, they mess me up. They kind of want my body to get gain weight. So the, the group over here is a lot bigger than the group over here, or the group over here may be a lot bigger. Who knows, depending on you. But in most cases, you find that there are fruits and vegetables and nuts and legumes and a lot of foods in the food group that your body actually loves and can process pretty well, and there's a handful that doesn't go too well. And that's the same handful that have the should have a skull and crossbones on them anywhere. You know, refined sugars, the starches, the white flowers, all that kind of stuff. But guess what? Does it mean you can never have them again? No. Guess what? If I eat like this the majority of the time, I can go in here and have any one of these things I want. And nothing's going to happen. My weight on the scale is going to pretty much stay the same way. But if I abandon my lesson here, and I'm all using all my hand gestures for those of you guys on the radio who can't see me, but Google Hangout, you can't. <laughs> I can do, I can do all this good stuff on the side. I'm just going to eat this crap over here, and I'm going to go back to the way I was. So you didn't maybe even realize that the lessons you were learning, and you didn't realize all the all the things that you were actually that you all the aha moments you were having or can have or will have following this protocol. But it all starts with doing the work. So if you are blessed, like I talked about in the four, if you are blessed to have a perfect storm where you just had that WTF, WTF moment, moment where you just go, I'm done. The surrender happens. You know that. You know, saying drug addicts and food addicts, you got to all have the same thing. You got to finally surrender, right? So if you have that aha moment and you finally decide to move forward and get the protocol and you're waiting for it. In the meantime, you're listening to podcasts and you're studying what you need to do and you're preparing yourself and you're getting all your little things you need, your coconut oil and your, and your you know, apple cider vinegar and your brags and your tape and your, you know, your scale and your food. You're doing all that stuff because you're, you're getting into the frenzy of being in the zone. You're creating a space for you to have the easiest, most fun losing weight you ever had in your life. Because guess what? Success is fun. Dropping a half a pound to a pound a day or more is a ton of fun. When it doesn't become fun is when all of a sudden whatever you're doing, you're not doing it what you're supposed to be doing or you think you're doing it right, but you're not. And all of a sudden, you're not having a lot of fun anymore. And if you're not having fun, guess what happens? You, you throw in the towel. You quit. So there is a thing, there is something you can do to increase your overall success exponentially if you have not naturally just been guided to say, I'm tapping on the shoulder and saying, get, I'm opening the door for you to get to lose weight. I'm gonna, your mindset's going to be tuned in. Your body's ready to respond. All you got to do is suit up and show up and follow the, follow the yellow brick road and boom, you'll see the odds. That happens to you, or you have to create that space. So that's going back to creating the space because there's way too many of you that that divine moment doesn't hit. And I can tell you when I can tell you from talking to people from the very first words that come out of their mouth where they're at. And you want to know what those words are? The words are 
Bling, bling, bling. Hey, Colin, how you doing? Hey, this is Colin. This is Colin. Yes, yeah, Colin. How are you? Hey, I, you know, I've been watching your YouTube videos, or I came across your website, and I want to try this HCG thing. Okay. Now, they don't realize the power of words, but my wife taught me something a long time ago. She said, words have meaning, and the words you choose dictate where you, what direction you're really going in. So when someone says they want to try it, and I know that's kind of a casual conversation that that comes out a lot in most people. But I got to tell you, there's, I get phone calls from people who say, boom, hey, Colin, hey, Colin, I've been watching your YouTube videos. I came across your chat, and I'm ready to do this HG protocol. What do I need to do? There are two different callers, two different, two different conversations coming through the phone. And I can tell immediately, just by the conversation within the first 10 seconds, who has the highest level of success and who doesn't. Now, do I give up on the one that says they want to try it? No, I immediately try to, con to correct their energy and correct their conversation, try, try to correct the conversation they have with themselves. And there'll some that will be very resistant. Some will be very resistant. Because I'll say, hey, you know what? You can try to touch those keys on your computer board, but on your computer screen, but until you do, you're not going to be able to get anything ordered. Oh, I know what you mean. No, I'm serious. I want you to tell me again what it is you want to do with this protocol. And they'll, they'll come back the same way. I, I want to try the – I said, well, let's stop and let's do this again. Now, this may seem annoying to a customer to just call me for the first time just to get information. But my thing is I'm not about selling product. I'm about producing success and results because ultimately success can sell more products than a failure can. So, I mean, I'm not just a, you know, I'm not just the most noble guy in the world, but I'm also a smart businessman. I want people to have nothing but success because nothing but success ends up increasing my business. But it also – increases my heart. And so I don't want somebody buying something or buying a product from, from our site knowing that they're not full ready to do it. And I don't get to talk to every person that buys products from our site because some people just buy, the impulse buy, the other buy or they're prepared to buy. I don't get to see everybody, but the ones that come across my circle of influence, I, I assume that they're there, they're there for a reason. I assume that divinely I was supposed to talk to them, get them on the phone, and I was supposed to hear that conversation and try to set them in the right direction. So my goal by the time I'm on the phone is that they're speaking in the words of empowerment. Yes, I'm going to order. I'm going to start when I get it. I'm going to call you when I get it if I have any problems, and I'm going to do this right now. That makes a difference, and I'm going to try. I get emails. I'm going to try. And some of you, if you guys listen to this podcast, some of you know, you may have been one of the people that have sent me that I'm going to try thing, and I, I send it back. First, you need to change the conversation. And then I have people that give me the story. They go, you know what, I have been fat all my life, I have so slow thyroid, I have I have hormone problems, or I'm post or premenopausal, or I'm you know, I have low T and I can't lose weight, or I have my th you know, I'm on thyroid. There's a the story. Now I'm not saying I'm not trying to invalidate that some of these medical issues are absolutely valid and they're true. But the point is is that none of those things are gonna stop you from losing weight. Only your mind and your mindset and the story you're telling you is going to stop. It's going to start to stop you from losing weight. So you got to be willing to go back to. I'm going to go back to you. You got to be willing to do the work. So if you're not in that divine space of uh, desire and enthusiasm or inspiration and your power of intention, that means you're, they're all on the same page. Then to get them there, you got to be willing to do work. And the work means first you're doing a personal inventory. What is this? What is you being in the body you're in right now, or the health level you're at right now? What is it preventing you, preventing you from doing that would make a difference in your life? Not the obvious, you know. Well, I'm 100 pounds overweight, so I can't be a runway model. 
Well, you know what? <laughs> you may not be a runway model if you weren't 100, 100, 100 pounds overweight, but what is it really stopping you from doing right now? And if you are, and if you want to be a runway model, I'm not saying that's not possible, but you know what I'm talking about. Having, you know, being really personal about what's, what it's stopping you from doing. And then going to the other side of the spectrum. You know, you have the devil and the angel on both shoulders, and one's, you know, one's saying one thing, you know, you should go do this. The other one's like, no, come on, you've been fat all your life, come on. You know, you and I like to eat all this good stuff. I mean, you don't want to give up the chocolate cake. You want to give up the ice cream? Really? For what? For some pie in the sky, freaking weight loss thing? It's all a scam. You know that? Come on. And then you got the other one. Remember, Aunt Susie did it, and look how great she looks. And you know you don't like being this way. We have these conversations. It may sound funny, but we have these kind of conversations every day. So the point is you need to be able to drown out and figure out which, whichever one's got the most power in your life and then start either moving whatever direction is going to get you to your goal. So you're going to start moving into the good direction and go, so what could I do? If I was able to get into the body of my life, or get lose twenty pounds, or fifty pounds, or a hundred pounds, and some of you need to now, some of you need to emotionally start small. If you got a long journey to go, you don't want to go. Oh, you know, I lose one hundred and fifty pounds, my life would be great if I got down to size two. But you know, some of you can only just deal with just getting getting twenty pounds off. And then once you do that successfully, it becomes snowballing and become addicted to it, and you can do it. I mean, you can do it. But I understand whatever you whatever you need to do, whatever you need to do to get yourself in the zone as far as what your goal needs to be. We started to So you've done the list now of all the things that's preventing you, all the pain that that is causing in your life, all the things that is preventing in your life. And then you want to write down the inventory of what you can, what would come out of this if you were able to actually drop the weight. What benefits would you have if it's being in the bikini that you want to be on the beach? Is it going? If it's be, you know being on your wedding day looking at a million dollars? If it's you know if it's being able to play with your kids? We all have motivations that that really move us, and the ones I say that are politically correct, but they're not the real ones that move them. You know, I could clearly say that I wanted to lose weight for my kids. I wanted to lose weight. You know, because I wanted to be here. I didn't want to die die off in my 60s, in my early 70s, like my parents. I didn't want to have diabetes. Those are all true. But my my reasons were really a lot more narcissistic, you know, than that. I mean, number one, I mean, the blood pressure, I mean, the being addicted to the meds and just being afraid to not have them, that bothered I me. Mean, that was a high in the pain threshold. But really, what flipped the switch was suddenly I just realized that I, I couldn't fit in my clothes. And that was embarrassing to me. Sobbing in my thing was embarrassing to me. Then moved in, then starting to lose the weight, it was like, wow, you know, it wouldn't be nice if I was off the meds. But that wasn't my main motivation. My main motivation was to get back into my flipping clothes. And that would have been a matter of 10 or 15 pounds. Was I expecting almost 40? No. But the point is, I mean, actually more than 40, almost 50? No. I was expecting just, if I can get back into my clothes, I'd be a happy guy. You know, and then realize that, guess what? I'm getting my health back in the process. Guess what? I'm getting off the meds. Guess what? I'm getting the mask off my face. I sleep with, that's real sexy. It's sleeping with a freaking, you know, I mean, it's sexy. If that kind of mask is sexy, if you have a freaking, you know, Air Force, you know, Air Force art uniform on it and you're, you're behind a, you know, a $20 million jet. It's not sexy laying down in bed next to your wife with a big freaking mask that makes, the, it makes you sound like, you know, um, Darth Vader. You know, that's not sexy. So for me, I was like, you know what? I want, I, I just want to get back to my clothes. And all of a sudden, the line, I kept drawing a new line in the sand. And then my final line in the sand was, you know what? I, look, I want to look like LL Cool J. I want to be ripped up like LL Cool J. And uh, that was my obsession. When I realized that a six pack was possible, that was my obsession to get to get to to where I could put a picture of myself and put a picture of Alex Cool J and look and look and go. Ah, we almost look close. I mean, you know, look similar as far as physique is concerned. And that was my goal. That was my dream. So 
I got that because I was focused on it. But I had to find first I had to deal with the pain and then I focused on the pleasure. Once the pain once the pain subsided and pleasure seemed reasonable. And that's one thing great about this protocol, guys, that you get you get to experience that, you know, once you've gone through the very first I said most people in the first ninety six hours become believers. But it takes some some people it takes them a week. And 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 some some people don't do that at all. I mean, I've had people literally lose fifteen, almost twenty pounds, you know, in a, in a seven to ten day period, and somehow they're discounting. Well, it's just a water weight, and they're, and they're somehow trying to negate the fact that they just did something miraculous that they had never done before in their lives, and uh, and somehow they talk themselves out of that success to where that's just enough. I mean, it's crazy what we do what we do to ourselves, but um, ultimately, if you're not like you know, I want to focus on this conversation, and I'm gonna and then move into the question Q and A section in a minute if you're not in the zone if you're struggling start doing some inventory while you're struggling start doing some inventory of what you're actually doing in the protocol and go and make sure and go back to the basics and check them all off one by one you know i have people for example that um they'll email me and say you know i'm not losing the weight i should my numbers are really low and it's just not working i understand why i'm doing everything right the more can the more convinced they are that they're doing everything they're doing every perfect when they use the word i'm following the protocol perfectly i know there's i know there's a problem because um if you follow the protocol perfectly it rarely fails rarely fails um so there's a higher percentage that your perfect is not so perfect so then i send back and i'll say start doing inventory of um of where you're not being consistent in your life and you'll find out where you're, which is causing the inconsistencies in your weight loss. And they go, "What do you mean?" Well, because this this protocol works because it's consistent. They tell you to take the same amount of calories in day and out, not the same amount of foods, but the same amount of calories. They tell you to basically tell you to measure out your foods to be the right portion, depending on what type of food you're eating, and make sure you eat, you spread those meals apart, you know, every three to four hours. We tell you to you must drink either half your body weight in water or in ounces of water or a gallon a day of water. We tell you that we tell you that we want you to exercise. We want you to do you know low impact cardio every single day and high intensity interval training every three every, you know three every other day or three times a week. We want you to do that. We want to, we want to maximize burning fat and also help you build muscle. And we have a reason for that. For every twenty pounds you lose, you gain three to five pounds of muscle. That's going to help your metabolism in phase and in phase three and phase four. Help you stabilize and keep your 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 metabolism at a higher rate of um, burning. A higher, higher speed uh, in order to burn more calories in phase four. There's a reason for it. So I also tell you that you want to, you know, if, you know, don't te- don't stop taking your meds and, and take other supplements if you have a supplement deficiency in certain areas. Um, and we tell you how to do that. So when people say I'm not losing or I'm not getting the results or I'm this and that, I say, okay, let's start checking the inventory. And so I go, are you consistent? And I'll ask the I'll go down that same line. So you can ask yourself the same question: Are you being consistent with your with your water? So if you drink a gallon of water yesterday, did you drink a gallon of water today? Well, no. I had a, almost a gallon yesterday, and I had you know, half a gallon today. Well, guess where the guess where the other half a gallon went? It's on the scale. It's in your fat cells. It's being held there because you basically told your body that you're not going to be consistent with it. We, we do not have a consistent relationship. I may give you enough water one day, and I may not give you enough the next. So you choose what days you want to hold on to water and what days you don't. That's an inconsistency, which shows up in your life and, you, in most cases, on your scale. Are you consistent with your food? Are you? So I'll go, yeah, I'm eating the right portions. That's what you told me. I'll go, and I'll go, well, just what are those portions exactly? That's why I have chicken today. Well, how much chicken do you have? Well, three and a half ounces. I said, that's not in my book, three and a half ounces. Well, it, 
I read it somewhere, or the Simians, I figure it's the same. No. There's, if you want to do the Simians protocol, do the Simians protocol. Don't do ours and say you're doing it. So I basically say, okay, go back and take a look at the chart. What does it tell you? Oh, four-pointed ounces of chicken. Have you been doing that? No. Okay, well, let's check back your consistency. Or I'll say, um, what have you been eating? Well, I've been really consistent there. I have had chicken and turkey and chicken and turkey every single day. Can't have the same protein choices in the same day. Can't have the same protein choices in the same day every day because your body is very smart. It discounts those calories. It, all of a sudden, it stops, it, starts, it stops using them as fuel and starts to get, believe that your body is going right back into starvation mode again. You can get away with it for a few days, and pretty much it stops. So if you have inconsistencies and you're not liking the numbers you're getting, look at yourself first. Don't point to the HCG and don't point to some other out, something outside of you. And that's what we, we do as human beings have a tendency to do that, to look outside of ourselves for the solutions that are within ourselves. So if you have an inconsistent numbers, nine out of ten times, you're probably doing something inconsistent. Are you exercising? Because, well, no, I worked out and then I, I was sore, so I didn't work out. Oh, I worked out and the scale went up a pound, so I stopped working out. That's not being consistent. I worked out for a week and then I stopped. I say, don't ever start anything you can't stop. You know, don't ever start start anything that you will that you that you plan on stopping. So if you're going to start exercising, keep it up, no matter what the scale does, because eventually it'll pay off in the end, or it'll show you where it's paying off when it's time to show you. But you got to be consistent. So these are part of you kind of having getting getting where you want to go. Christ, sorry, just water on myself. Um, or you can be stuck. And stay stuck. I'm going to wind down the conversation. That we have a few, more, we have some time here on the call to answer some questions, do the Q and A. For those of you who are willing to step up and ask questions, but I just want to kind of recap and culminate. If I haven't, if I've been redundant, um, I don't apologize because there's a reason for it. You, you needed to hear it again and again and again. So if you're in the zone, stay in the zone. If you're in the zone and now you know what that feels like, that you're having an easy time at this, this is the easiest thing you've ever done, is because you've done your homework, you either emotionally, mentally, physically prepared yourself for success. If you're having a hard time, it doesn't mean you have to continue to have a hard time, but you, do, you must be willing to do some sort of personal inventory and find out where it is your pain and, pain and pleasure thresholds are and what you're doing, what you continue to do, what you're doing, how is it going, how is it going to pay off in your life, and if it's something you want to continue to do. Now, sometimes when it's not the right time for you to be on this protocol, and I, and I, and I find people that are con- continually to either cheat or just mess up, I tell them to stop. You know, why continue to beat? Because, you know, because the emotional turmoil you're putting on yourself every time you cheat and you beat the crap out of yourself and you curse yourself out and you go through all this emotional shame, there's no upside to that. So sometimes you just need to stop. And uh, and sometimes just the fact of stopping and giving yourself a break, say, look, you know, I'm not ready for this. And you pack yourself up and you put it back in the cabinet and you say, okay, I'm going to come back to you when I can commit to you 100%. Um and, and you know we don't realize that you know a relationship with ourselves is just as powerful with any other relationship with any, any other relationship in your life. And actually, how you treat yourself, um, we usually treat ourselves poorly than we would treat anybody else. But we need to be consistent with ourselves. We need to have integrity with ourselves before we can have plan on having integrity or be consistent with anybody else. So ultimately, you're going to have to you know suit up or show up or de- or decide that you know what now's the time which is fine and it's okay to kind of come back and, and restart at another time when you're in the game mentally physically but if you want to do the work so that's kind of the message i wanted to share with you guys that you know there is a clear distinction between those who have the 
who are, have such an easy time doing this protocol and those who are challenging. And, it, and, it, and, this, and this, this mental aspect has nothing to do if it's your first, third, or fifth you know, round. Some of us, we already know, that, we, and I, mean, I think I've even created the space for that conversation, that each round does get subsequently more challenging. And I think it's because of the mental game, because we now take for granted that we know something works. We know if we even do it heart, you know, half-heartedly, it's going to work somewhat. But then we get frustrated that we're not getting the same kind of results that we, that we got you know, time, you know, time before that. And that's when you really have to check yourself and go, all right, am I doing everything exactly the way I was supposed to, am I supposed to do it? or the way that I'm supposed to do it now. Um, because like I said, some of you guys follow the original protocol you know, a few years back and you wonder why it's not working and, and you're trying ours now and, and, and the same thing goes, you know, comes to pass. That when you have something new in front of you, you need to follow the protocols in front of you and forget about the past. You can't blend two worlds. You can't use part of the old and part of the new and expect to get good results or expect to get consistent results. So, um, just get in the game. And if you're not ready for if you're in the game right now and you're having a hard time and you can't seem to get yourself straight, take away take a break from it, step away from it and do this work. Do the do the work. Figure out what's going on with you. Figure out what you're missing out on by not getting to your goal. Figure out what the pain factor is. Figure out what the benefit what how how would it change your life if you were able to just one day at a time get back into protocol and follow it the way it followed it and what would that mean to you to lose 30 40 50 pounds or more and um and then once you once your inspiration and your power of intention come together you'll have an easier time of it yeah I'll, t- I'll tell you a true story and then i'll go we got plenty of time we got 40 minutes but now, you guys, some of you guys, if you've listened to my old podcast you talked about talked about my my needing to quit my wanting to quit smoking and I smoked these black and mild cigars, and I, you know, they come, I think, five or six in a box, and I would smoke them. And I'd probably smoke a box of those a day, or not two a day, at my heyday. <laughs> and I wanted to quit smoking them, but I just was hooked. And so I remember listening to Wayne Dyer, and he was saying, if you have a power of attention, you can just put your power of attention out to the universe and just tell yourself that I'm going to stop smoking. And, and, and one of these days, I'm just going to wake up, and I'm going to be done. And, and basically, that's my power of intention. So it takes a lot of stress off of you having to make it happen or you having to go curl turkey, cold turkey or you have to box yourself into a corner and give yourself a deadline. That's all this stress. And I thought that was kind of weird. I mean, okay, so I'm just going to tell myself I'm going to quit smoking and just and just keep telling myself I'm going to do it, but and that's going to happen. I got to say that you know I wasn't that I was skeptical. I just didn't understand that 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 mentality. So. Funny as it is as what I would start my exercise program and I would go out on the strand here in Hermosa Beach. It's a cement walkway that goes for miles um, between the sand and the, and the houses there. And I would be on the sand, usually really early in the morning, because <laughs> I was kind of embarrassing the other time. I'd be in the sand with my little sweats on and my sweatshirt and my hoodie, especially if it was cold in the winter. And I'd be walking at a pretty good pace with my headset on. And I'd be smoking a cigar as I'm walking, you know, at a pretty good pace. And and so, and if people would come by me, I'd kind of like hide it down next to my side of my leg because I'm embarrassed. I'm like, what kind of idiot comes out here to exercise smoking a cigar? But the point was that I wanted to get my exercise in, and I was still not really to quit smoking, but I wanted to get, that was my power of intention. That I was going to, one of these days, I was going to come out here and walk, and I'm not going to have a cigar in my hand. And that was it. It took, it took I want to say, it took almost a year. Now, granted, there was, there was another, you know, another perfect storm came at the same time, and it all came together. But I think it's all, it all was designed to be that way. So, you know, part of my story is that, 
you know, a lot of my weight gain came from the stress of the, of the real estate market and the crashing and the me kind of going into a you know emotional tailspin and drinking, you know, a bottle of wine a night and smoking cigars and just you know being really kind of just just burying myself in the pain of, of basically you know losing a successful business. And it got to a point. It got to a point at some, at some time where we actually it got to a point not something. It got to a point where we really were just broke. Just broke. Our savings had gone, and pretty much given back everything that we that, that that was on wheels that we had to give back that we didn't own free and clear, and you know jewelry watches, the whole night, everything started to go, and it was pretty much the lowest part of our of our lives, um, or one of the lows. I'll probably say it was the low. And um, so we not only had the chance to take that the money we did have, it was either choose between food for ourselves and the kids, or the kid that actually just just my youngest son lived with us at the time. So for us, or you know, did I have to smoke with it? So I would smoke my cigars and I would smoke them halfway, and I'd stick them in the wrought iron fence. You know, they got you know wrought iron fence curly. I'd stick it in like a little V of the fence, and I'd come back and smoke the the butt, basically smoking the butt of the of the cigar because I wanted to ration them now because I never smoked the whole one anyway. But I would just throw it away when things were flush. I was like, oh, I don't need that one. I'll just get another one. But now things are not flushed. Now they're like five, six, seven bucks a pot, a box, and I have no money now. I, or the money I do have, I have to choose. Am I going to literally go to the cigars and get cigars for the six bucks, or am I going to go get milk? And I'm not being joked. This is serious business. I'm not. This is. I'm not embellishing at all. So I finally had kind of saved up all my little butts that I had all over the freaking house. Every balcony outside had a, had a butt somewhere. And I was there one day, and I'm sitting there smoking my last butt, and now I have no more cigars. It's about 8, 9 o'clock at night, and now I'm contemplating, do I go dig into the, the the penny jar, the quarter jar to get out, you know, two bucks to get one more cigar to last me for tonight? Or, you know, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to, my ego is not going to let me give the guy a freaking, you know, $7 in quarters or pennies or dimes. I mean, I, I just couldn't get myself to do that, but I can see, you know, two bucks, like, hey, I have this change in my pocket, you know, throw me a, throw me a, you know, give me a scar, <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, dude, are you really going to, and I, all of a sudden, I was having this conversation, man, if you actually go and take this freaking money, this quarters, these four quarters, eight quarters, I think it was, and go buy a cigar, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, I mean, you just, you just went straight to the loser stage on my, you know, loser thing on my chart, you got, you know, it's like, it's time. And just the humiliation of, number one, not even being able to afford the damn habit anymore, being broke and going, have to have a conversation that, that I'm, am I going to smoke or get milk? I kind of went, you know, I can't even do this anymore. I'm done. I'm just done. And literally, whatever me, the peace left me. The next morning I woke up, no butts. I took all the whatever butts were laying around my yard and threw them all in the garbage. And that was the last day I ever smoked again, ever in my life. So my power of intention came to a perfect storm and gave me an opportunity to walk away and with I mean and never look back. And now I'm one of those I mean I literally don't even crave it. Don't people smoke around me. I'm I'm a, my wife says I'm one of those anti non smoker. I don't bitch and bitch and moan about people smoking, but I can't stand the smell of it anymore. Funny enough that I smoked off and on for twenty years. So anyway, thought I'd tell you that story just because of the fact that it, it does it, it, it just lets you know that sometimes you may not be ready to do something until you're actually ready to do it. And and losing weight is no different. And you know, setting setting timelines in front of your yourself to, to, to pressure yourself, like New Year's resolutions and birthdays are coming up or I mean they're great goals if in fact you're already serious about the process. But if you are not and you're basically forcing yourself to kind of back yourself into a corner and get yourself under more duress, it actually is going to backfire on you and it's going to make it more difficult for you to, to lose. So anyway, 
I'm pretty much done with my story. Let me have one caller on the line here that says it looks like they have a hand up. I don't know if it's up since the voice check, but I'm going to open up your line, let you talk, and then we will call it a day. Um, 661-748, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Colin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Who's this? I'm well. This is Alnisa. Say it again. Alnisa. Alnisa. Hi, Alnisa. Yes. Nice yes. name. Thanks for being on the call. How can I help you? What do you have to share? Thank you. Um, I, well, first, I just want to say that um, I appreciate you and what you do. And um, I happened upon you on YouTube, and it has been a great inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. We, we, we love hearing that, too. Because we love what we do. So thank you for that, Alisa. 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 Thank yes, you for that. and actually, Alnisa means the woman. It is Arabic name. Wow. From That's my uh, father's culture, I, I try to live up to that. <laughs> yeah, I love that, Alnisa. Yeah. Pretty name, the woman. Love that. Powerful. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to here. say was, um, it's um, it's 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 kind of not like a uh, bashing question, but uh, I'll just say these two things really quick. Mm-hmm. Um. I tried the protocol uh, with a different, uh, like, medical company or something probably mm-hmm. uh, eight months ago. Um, okay. I just returned to the States from Germany. Okay. I've been in Germany for almost nine years with the military, and um, I'm actually getting ready for my college graduation, which is in June. Cool. Um, so thank you so much. Um, one of the things I found is that because I was a natural athlete, Naturally thin and all that stuff, and obviously, you know, some years later, stress later, you know, I found myself at a particular weight, and it was kind of like, what the heck? Yeah. And, um, but the fact that I could, like, pick up on any given day, even without having, you know, no steady workout regimen, I can pick up on any given day and run 10 miles. Not break a sweat fine, knees are okay, and that's how I started judging my, I guess, physical fitness. Right. My body is better to me than I am to it. Because no matter what type of stress I put it through, it keeps, you know, I'm still relatively here and healthy and can do these things. And, you know, I have friends of mine who are like, oh, my knees are aching now and my this is aching now. And I'm not the most healthy either. Right. Typically... I'm the type of person who doesn't eat much, which is my problem. Right. You know, so if I'm eating something unhealthy, it's still I get into my head space. And if I have more than four cans of food in the in the cupboard, it's too much food. So I start, you know, like bashing myself like, okay, that's too much stuff. So And literally I won't eat anything at that point because it's just too much food. It's four cans. It's only me. <laughs> that's too much food. <laughs> so... I'm like freaking myself out because I've never had that kind of issue before where I dealt with weight, but I realized once I got, you know, I didn't miraculously get heavier, but obviously once I got heavier because of, you know, some car accidents I had and where I wasn't able to work out and then successively sort of gain this weight, now that's my mind chatter to myself. So are you are, so, you, preparing, are you preparing to to move forward and actually try and and, and lose the weight, or are you are you are absolutely. you saying, kind of happy where you are? Okay, okay. No, no, no. Um, what 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 my problem was is that let's say um, currently 
Um, on NikePlus.com, I have mm-hmm. logged in 1,136 miles. Wow. And that is only over the past year. Wow. And yet, I've not lost any significant amount of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, that's why, that's why this protocol is the I am best thing on the I'm thinking 1,000 miles, dude. I should be like, you know, Nicole Scherzinger. I should be a pussycat doll at this point. No. And that's and, the, and, uh, I think yeah, to say no. I'm not. <laughs> wow. I mean, well, that's just kind of a testament to really that, you know, it's not a it's, – it's really that when you have fat stores you can't access, you can't access them. And, and, and the fact that you're in starvation mode most of the time because you're not eating a lot of food. Yeah. Your body, your body, you could run. You could run to the cows come home. That it's not going to release fat because you're basically. It's basically saying, "Look, this child is trying to st- kill me, and therefore I'm not going to let go of the fat." I mean, I think you. That's why I think the the protocol is is is, is going to miraculously make a difference. If you can still log that kind of mileage, but also giving it the right nutrients and having it access the fat stores that is being released into your bloodstream, I mean, you should see phenomenal, phenomenal results. So what's holding you back? Oh, no. So, no, I've ordered the protocol. Trust me. As a matter of fact, it got here really quick. I thank you so much. Cool, cool. <laughs> it got here really quick. Right now I'm waiting on um, the amber. Uh, I ordered some amber vials to keep okay. it in and, and some extra right, syringes right, right. and all that. So I'm waiting on that right. coming. So I think I should be ready by, like, Sunday or Monday. However, I have been prepping. I've been right. doing a sort of, you know, detox and Trying to get more water in because you know I you know not to be stereotypical but we're you know we're we're Moroccan so I can go without water. <laughs> I'm like right. those camels. I can go without water for days. Well, apparently, apparently, freaking running a thousand miles. And I thought my 126 miles I had run like in in what two or three months was impressive. I mean, you just blew me. I just smoked me out of the water. Wow. No, I'm trying to get some friends on Nike Plus so that way. I mean, not that I'm trying to show off. But Who the hell's gonna keep up with you? <laughs> See, that's the problem. See, none of my friends will run with me now. I'm not like Slow Joe, but I just like distance. I like that, you know, because it gives me really it gives me time to commune with the Lord. Really, that's that's why I run so much. Amen. You know, you said something really powerful. Stress hit, you said something that was really powerful, that I just wanted to reiterate. You said, "My body is better to me than I am to it," and that is almost mm-hmm. truth, almost from from all of us that our bodies go through such. Endure, you know, they go through such pain and, tr- and turmoil and trauma, and we still, and it's still there. It's like the best friend that never goes away. You know, it's the, yeah. it's the spouse yeah. or the whatever that never fails you, no matter what you do to it. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to, to kind of point that out. That was a, that was a very powerful thing you said, um, and and also to point out that you are, you see, you are the person that already has your mindset in the game. You're the person that starts preparing and reading and and getting all their ducks in a row as they're waiting for stuff to come in. Those are the people that are creating the space for success, and those and that's mm-hmm. why for, I am not. I have no doubt, really, that you're going to be the person that going, this is the easiest thing I've ever done in my life because of the fact that you're already in the mindset of preparing for it and preparing for mm-hmm. success. And, um, so I, I'm, pretty, I'm very excited for you, number one. But, you, I mean, you being on the call making your comments is kind of giving me, giving me the giving the viewers a perfect example of what I'm talking about, somebody who is preparing themselves to be in the game. So um, good for you. Oh, Absolutely. I have gone back to your YouTube channel. I am listening to every one of them. I'm watching everyone. I'm I'm on the um, iTunes. I'm listening to every um, podcast. I'm taking notes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh wow, I didn't. 
I didn't I didn't read that. So I'm like, okay, so I'm I'm taking notes, I'm doing all of that. Now this is where um my my problem I think comes in. Okay. Uh I have food allergies. Okay. And they've been diagnosed and they've been, you know, since um which some people don't understand is sometimes because I had car accidents before and I mean successive. I had four car accidents and where I was hit by a car. Right. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was, I was hit walking across the street. Wow, oh, God. Um, so you have food allergies. Is, I'm gonna keep you on point, so we, have, yeah. so we don't run out of time. So you have food allergies. No, absolutely. Um, what happens was because of that whiplash, I developed those food allergies. Okay. Now I've been diagnosed by a doctor. I've, the dermatologist has done the panel, okay. and I'm allergic to apples. <laughs> I'm okay. allergic to a lot of fruit. Um, okay. And and of course fish. I'm allergic to fish. So all fish or shellfish. No, shellfish and a lot of other fish because of the iodine. So okay, it's a hit it. or miss with me to figure out, and then I've gone to the, you know, the fish what board happens, website. What happens when you're allergic? I mean, what, ha- what, is, what is the telltale um, tell sign? The tongue itches, lip swell, very violent regurgitation. Okay. So so we know that, so you know going in that your, your mm-hmm. protein choices are going to be limited. Okay, because mm-hmm. now you have to eliminate. And, okay, I mean, and not, you, you're still not allergic to grapefruit or strawberries, right? No, no, I can have okay, those. Okay, so, so you can have those. And then so you know that the fish is off the table um, mm-hmm. and the seafood is off the table, which is a big, big chunk of the food, but you still have turkey, beef, chicken, eggs, <clears throat> and cottage cheese. Tofu. See, I'm an egg fiend. Don't tell me eggs. Just tell me no eggs. I love Me and eggs <laughs> yeah. are friends. Well, we're related. You know, you have we have a love affair. Eggs. You can have eggs, but you can have eggs within the, within the protocol. So usually it's you know one egg, one whole egg, and 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 the rest are whites. But the point is, is that there's still a way to get the around this. Yolk is my friend. Huh? Yolks are your the friend. Yolk but is yeah, my in, this, friend. in this case, in this case, yolks are they have the high. Even though they have the highest level of nutrients, they also have the highest calorie. So you can literally get the 500 oh, okay. calories. You know, eating you know, eating five or six eggs. So the point is that we need to keep the calorie restriction, but the protein quality high, but the calories low. Because if you know, an egg white is only fifteen calories, and an egg yolk is seventy to seventy-five calories. So it makes a big difference. Okay. okay. So just for a second, I got other callers, so I'm going to move on in a quick. But just so you just so you know that there are options that you know ahead of time. You're just going to have, you're just going to have to be a little bit more creative about. Um, you know, making the varieties. And I think that's why Janie's uh, recipe book helps because you can go from turkey chili to, you know, um, um, chili burger, I mean, to turkey burgers to, she does like all kinds of stuff with turkey and chicken and beef. I mean, I mean, a lot of it was seafood too, but the point is, is that if you start rotating the recipes out, it makes, it takes the monotony out of eating the same stuff. And especially if you implement okay. eggs and cottage cheese and, and, and using tofu instead of the fish, you can make dishes that never look the same each time and, and it still have a variety every single day. So there's a way to do it. You're just going to have to limit the fish. That's all. Okay. The apples. Okay. But yeah, so don't let that yeah. get in your way. You still should have a high level of success because you still, as long as you're getting the right protein in, um, your body's mm-hmm. going to be more than willing to release the fat. So no worries there. And then call me anytime if you have any problems. I will do that. And I'm going to send you photos. Awesome. Please do, people. Please do. Uh, awesome on that. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alnisa. Appreciate yeah. your call. Thank you. Thank you. All right, next caller you're on the air is seven one four four eight eight. You're on the air. You're on the air. Seven one four four eight eight. Nick, brother Nick. What's going on, Kevin? Uh, what's your name, Colin? 
You know, there's not much chance I get to talk to you much, so I just want to give you a call. So I've been watching you on YouTube. Awesome picture, by the way. Great quality. Oh, cool, man. Thanks. Um, and I just want to tell everybody bar. out there. What? Go ahead. So you just saw me take a bite of my protein bar then probably, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I just <laughs> want to let all your callers know out there, no excuses. You're always going to have an excuse for one reason or another, but remember, it's all about you. Amen. Where are you at? Where are yeah. you at in your protocol now, dude? Um, right now, I'm actually back on it because I figured that I wanted to lose about another five to eight more pounds, and the way to do it is just to do it all over. So I'm in phase one. I mean, phase two. Awesome, awesome. awesome. So, what did you yeah, get on the just, first round? You were down. Like um, I got. Yeah, I ended up well. I I wanted to lose twenty to twenty five pounds. I got down eighteen pounds. Okay. So I'm feeling good, um, and best energy I've ever had is actually on the protocol. People have been coming to me at work and telling me about how good I look and say, hey, <laughs> what did you do? I've been just giving them your information and saying, you know, make your own choice and uh, take a look at the information and do what you need to do. But, you know, you can't make any excuses. No, you can't, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the bottom line is you're either in it or you're not, and if you find yourself making excuses, just okay. I'm just trying to get, tell people it's okay to just stop and get your get, get your head right. Cause like I said, I'd rather, you know, success leaves clues. And I can tell you that what Nick just said happens to every single person that succeeds on his protocol. People start walking up to you and go, what are you doing? Okay, just all right now. You Tell me what you're doing. And to me, why would I want, why wouldn't I want everybody to succeed? Because all that, that means more and more and more and more people are going to share the love and, and connect to more people. So, uh, But you're, you're right. you got to be in this thing. It's the, if you're here to try it and just tip your toe in it and that kind of stuff and you really have no commitment and you know you got things, you're traveling and all that kind of stuff, don't waste your time or money. Just wait until you're ready and do it right. So appreciate it's, your brother. It's going to be right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like any other plan. If you don't put yourself into it, it's not going to work. And what is what is your life worth? What what is your health worth? Yeah, well, and you don't really know how much it's worth until you have it back. I mean, like you said, I mean, when you, by you saying you, how much you notice how much better you feel. I mean, oh, I mean that's really the. I mean, that really is the, the the key. I mean, granted, you look better, you're dropping weight, and everybody's asking you, but ultimately, how you feel. Is something that you get to experience every single day, and it and it makes a difference when you suddenly want to get out of bed and go do something. You, you want to go exercise, or you want to just go do something, get active versus sit in front of the TV and hit the remote. You know, so people, people real quick, real quick, people, real quick, people will say to you, five, six hundred, seven hundred calories. How do you survive off of that? I said, think about what you're actually eating. You're probably eating better calories than you ever intake in your life. And right. that's what's giving you the energy. Right. Right. And that's why people don't realize that it's not the HEG is, is profound because it helps you release your fat stores. But without the food and without the right quantity of food and the right quality of food, this protocol is not going to work. HEG by itself is not some miracle hormone that you just take it either orally or inject it and it just drops pounds off of you. It doesn't work that way. You got to take in the food, and the food is what's feeding the muscle, and the, and the uh, HEG is allowing you to access the fat. As fuel, and once you get that, once you get that in your head and it makes sense to you, then you're good to go, man. People say, "Well, how do you feel?" I have three words: I feel good. <laughs> That's how I feel. They ask me, "How do you feel?" I said, "I feel good." Right. You feel good. 
Yeah. All right, brother. Well, take care. I love you. I appreciate everything you've done to, for everybody out there. I appreciate you, man, always stepping up and just sharing the love, man. So thanks, Nick. I'll at you, brother. Be ready. Talk to you Cool cat. All right. Uh, we have one more we have here, I think. Hold on. Okay, just change. Okay. 843-467. You're on the air. 843-467. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, good. Um, I hope my phone doesn't hang up, but if it does, please know I didn't hang up on you. Um, I had a quick question. I was listening to you earlier, and um, you said something about um, when you start in the protocol, make sure you have everything in alignment and make sure everything is, you know, from point A to point C, like you have anything coming up. Well, mm-hmm. the point of me starting the protocol again is because I do have something coming up in July, and okay. I wanted to stay on the protocol for um, about seven about six to seven weeks, right up until maybe a two, a couple of days before it's time for me to go on my trip, which is about three or four days. What mm-hmm. do you recommend I do if I don't want to go into P3, you know, three weeks before my trip? Because I'm trying to get as much weight off, off as I possibly can before then. So what would you recommend with someone who's trying to stay on um, the protocol for at least six or seven weeks and then have maybe two or three days off protocol and maybe try to go back on if I can handle it? What do you suggest Absolutely. I do? I have so what's first what's your name? Oh, Shannon, I'm sorry. What is it? Sh- Shannon? Shannon, uh-huh. Shannon, okay, Shannon. Thank you for your question. Yeah, I call it all the time. All the time. Yes, you do. So that's why I wanted to make sure I knew your name. Um you know what that's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean there's actually you are still having a game plan. You see what I'm saying? You're having a game plan, okay, look, this is what I wanna do. I wanna be on it for six or seven weeks and I and I have this event I'm gonna to go to and then I wanna come back and get back on track to get to your goal. And and that is nothing wrong with that. And actually that, that that can work very well um as long as you're you know, you're conscious. So what I would do roughly is not go yeah, you don't wanna go into phase three and basically sh- shut down your phase two protocol, stabilize Go on your three-day hiatus and then come back and do phase one and two again. So what I would recommend yeah. is do a plan. You do a plan break, just like you assume you, you basically stop the stop the protocol or the your AC dose the three three to four, I would say four days prior to make sure that there's absolutely no ATG in your system as you're getting ready to mm-hmm. board the plane or wherever you're going. And um, mm-hmm. now, are you going on like on a vacation? Are you going to an event or what do you say? Yes, I'm what going. Is- I'm going on vacation. Go on vacation. July, so, the, the week of July 4th, so maybe like July 1st, like July 4th, yeah. Right. Okay, so you go on a vacation. And the thing is, you just you, you go on vacation and you you kind of eat whatever you're eat, – eat, you try to eat as, as, you know, as reasonable as you can, but you also go by just how you feel. I got to tell you guys that, you know, coming when you're on the protocol – You've got, especially for that long, you've actually killed off any cravings for sugars and, and starches at that point, and you really have to awaken the beast. So you choose. So, I mean, so it's not like it's not like a driving craving. Like you, all of a sudden, you you see, you know, you look around and you're going, to, you're on vacation. They got all these desserts all over the place. It's not like your body looks at it and goes, "Oh, I gotta have that." Most of the yeah. time, it's kind of going, oh, "Yeah, I really, I really could do without it." And now, and 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 it's like the peer pressure of not eating it sometimes what forces people to do it. But I'm just letting you know that your body's going to tell you it's really not going to have any cravings for junk. It's going to actually want – your eyeballs are going to look for the kind of stuff you've been used to looking. And then now if your choices are really limited and you're in a place where there's nothing healthy, then you got to do what you got to do and just know your body's going to mm-hmm. swell a little bit. You're going to have some water weight. But, you know, whatever you do for those three days, have at it. You know what I'm saying? You, you can make two choices. You can choose to make very strategic choices but still have fun. So you can choose your alcohol over your desserts, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or choose desserts over your alcohol, but not try not to do both. And if you do, not a big I deal. I'm not, here to shame, I'm not here to shame anybody, but I'm just saying. And if you want to get buzzed, but you don't want to take in all the calories. Like when I go to when I go to Mexico, 
I got to tell you, I love pina coladas, but I spent 10 days in Mexico drinking pina coladas every day, and I came back freaking 10 pounds heavier, and I wasn't a real happy camper. So I now choose my alcohol that doesn't have all the sugar and all that crap in it. I just basically get the vodka and the soda, and now my new thing is cherry vodka and soda. That's my thing. So, I mean, I don't don't drink beer because beer has got too much estrogen for me, but that's my choice. But I'm just saying – Choose your poisons, if you will, and then when you get right back, that's the thing. This is the key, guys. This is the key. doesn't matter if you cheat or when you cheat or if you go off protocols. What you do when you're done, come back, get back on protocol, and don't expect for your body to go, oh, you decided to get back on protocol and eat, give me those nice low-calorie foods, and guess what? You know, I'm going to reward you now for three days of, in Cancun for dropping five pounds. It's not going to do that. Just know your body's going to have to go and spend two or three, maybe even four days detoxing. Your liver's going to be processing all that sugar and crap you put through it to get it back into a pure state where it can actually go back to functioning on losing, going after abnormal fat and losing weight. So as long as you're patient and you understand that I'm going to have to get back into the game, be consistent, and it may take two, three, four days for my body to start responding to lose weight again and not be frustrated about it, you'll be fine. If you get back with the wrong attitude, don't take any personal responsibility and you expect the scale to move and it's not, so now you go, well, forget it. It's not working anymore. I might as well go off and do what I need to do. It's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? So I would say get in the protocol. Try and get as much fat off as, as, as you possibly can in the first six, seven weeks. Do a do a strategic yeah. plan break. Make sure you break well enough in, ahead of time so you have no ATG in your system. Four days minimum. Go on your vacation, make strategic choices to have fun, but choose your poisons. Try not to com- combine everything if you, if you don't have to, and then get back on track. When you, as soon as you get back, the very the very next day, you're back mm-hmm. down. You're back on um, to cleaning, you know, cleaning out your cleaning out your body by getting the getting the um, pure foods back in your system. Okay, will I have to load again, or do I just go right back into it? Oh no, oh no, you you you've loaded plenty, but I mean, so granted, granted, <laughs> I mean, it's, even not, it's not with ATG in your system, but no, there's no reason that you only, if you only off the protocol for up to eight days, if you're off for up to eight days, it seems like that seems to be the sweet spot. Some people have been lucky to make it ten days, but eight days is kind of the sweet <laughs> the sweet spot to where if you're off protocol for that period of time. Um, off the injections or the drops, you can actually go right back on them, and your body will will start to lose weight in a couple of days. So three days is nothing. That's not that's not a big deal at all. Okay, all right. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. No, thank you, Shannon. I mean, that's a great question, and and like I said, you got you you should you should be able to do a lot of. Yeah, I'm telling you, you you get you do the work in the six seven the six seven weeks prior to the event. I think you're gonna look so good mm-hmm. and feel so good that you're probably not gonna want to jinx it. And you'll go and you'll have a good yeah. time, but you'll choose your food. <laughs> you know, you'll pick the best food choices you have, and you'll have your couple mm-hmm. of cocktails. But just know, being that's one of the good things though about being on protocol for you know for the six weeks. Pretty much one drink will get you buzzed. I mean, <laughs> your, your, uh-huh. your alcohol consumption goes down a great deal because your body's like spring water, man. And when I tell you, whenever I have a cocktail after protocol, it's like one it takes one and I already get, it goes to my head in like five minutes. So um, that's, I guess that's the good news. You'll, you'll have less to you'll, have, you'll be able to consume less. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, guys. I think that's I think we got everybody. Um, if you already answered, if you answered the question, press one. Make sure your hands out for you. And I think, uh, I think Alnisa, I think I still got your hand up. I'm not sure if you had something to add, real quick. Did you have something to add, Alnisa, or did you, did you, um, did you oh, just forget to put your hand I'm down? sorry. Um, well, I didn't know how to put my hand down, but I did have something to add. Um, another reason why when I go to do the running, which you mm-hmm. know, like, is my thing, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I know I have to start learning how to do more muscle building mm-hmm. and, you know, but I've just, I've always been afraid of that because I'm, I'm, I'm tall, I'm 5'10", I'm lanky, mm-hmm. and I've always been afraid of kind of bulking up. But, that ain't going to happen. Um, I, I, <laughs> I remember a time in, on the track team when uh, <laughs> I may have been 105, but my thighs looked like they were 160. Yeah, you know, I bet you you nobody was complaining about those thighs. I mean, but ultimately, I'm telling you, at this day and age, you know, women, women, you know, they have what you're concerning is is a big concern a lot of women, but it doesn't really happen in the real world unless you are literally being a competitive athlete and you're lifting heavy weight, a lot of weight, and constantly doing it. It's very, very difficult to put on that kind of bulk, even if you have the natural muscle mass that you have. But lean. And tone and sexy is is the real deal, man. So if you got you got all the equipment, you might as well start utilizing it. So cardio, 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 cardio will break the body down after a while. You need to you need to mix it up a little bit and do some high intensity interval training or some kind of resistance training to get those muscles, you know, shaping in the right in the right direction. You don't want to just constantly be running them down, running them down. So um don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. Go after it. Do it. Make it make it fun. Well, part of that is my one of my goals for doing the protocol is that I want to become an ultra runner, which is to, typically marathon marathons of either 50 minimum or 100 miles at one time. Oh, my God. You're crazy. So that's – no, 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 but <laughs> – I'm just I'm jealous, girl. I, I, that's crazy. You go. So that's, that's typically why I do a lot of, you know, running because you have okay. to have that kind of conditioning because some races go on for like three or four days at a time. Right. Well, let's just so you know, you're going to need to change your habits, change your eating habits and your diet. That's why getting your body reset and programmed, eating the right amount of food all the time, because you can't run like that, those 10, 15 miles, eating twice a day. I mean, it just, you're, you're just tearing, all you're doing is tearing down muscle, which is going to come, which is going to, you know, it's going to hurt you, not help you. So I okay. think the best thing you can do is get your get your natural body weight to where it's supposed to be utilize this protocol you're also going to take in the lessons of what real food looks like feels like and what the right portions are and as you come out of phase 3 and phase 4 you're going to be eating 3 4 5 6 times a day and that's going to be the the kind of um, habits you're going to need to sustain in order for you to be the athlete you want to be because you eating twice a day and eating junk if that's that those carbs are not going to be able they're great but they they're going to run out because there's no way you can sustain your body and your muscle mass without without having the right amount of nutrition so right now nutrition is the only thing that's good. It's, it's the best friend you got you need to dial that okay. in and this protocol is the only thing i know that literally sublingually sublingually subconsciously teaches you how to eat right and what the right portions look like and what the right food feels like for you so um i'm excited okay. for you you got some great things coming cool cool thank you all right, guys, I'm going to sign out. You know.